Hey everyone, this is Chad Pullins from the Bonfire Group. Um, it's so good to be with you today. I'm here with one of our amazing consultants, a person that also builds out all of our logistics, an incredibly effective leader, Sarah Rich. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. A little oh. nervous about today, but I'm good. Yeah. Hey, this is our first ever podcast. And so we're a little nervous about that. Like, we want to get this right. We want to be effective today. And what we want to do today, just as we're getting started, we, we want to share with you um, just four things that we think are absolutely essential when it comes to being an effective leader. Right? Like, like if you can do these four things, you're going to be an effective leader. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that we know is that there are many people who don't know how to do these four things. Like, we didn't know how to do them until mm-hmm. somebody showed us, right? That's right. I mean, it was people who came along. That's like, we understand what it's like to be <laughs> ineffective, mm-hmm. right? And it's only because people have invested in us that, that we have an effect. So what we hope to do, um, beginning with this podcast, and then the, we're going to unpack these in later podcasts and blogs for you, is we want to come alongside we, we want to help you move to effective leadership. We want to ignite that within you so that in every environment that you're in, mm-hmm. right, wherever it may be, your marriage, your home, your business, your, the, the, the team that you coach, right, the, the gym that you're a part of, like it doesn't matter to us, like whatever group you're in that you can actually um, operate in a way where you're an asset and not a liability. So here, here are the four things, okay? Here are the four things. Number one, if you're going to be an effective leader, people got to know that you're for them, mm-hmm. right? Like, like if you're going to lead me effectively, you've got to be for me, mm-hmm. right? You got to be for me. And so what that means is I've got to know, like if you're going to lead me effectively, I've got to know that, that you care more about me than what I do for you. Mm-hmm. That's just so crucial, right? Like if I'm going to be an effective leader, the people that I lead, they've got to know that, that I care more about them than what they do for me and the team that I lead. Like, like in other words, I've got to make sure they understand that they're my greatest investment, mm-hmm. that I win or lose as a leader based upon how they're developing as a person. Right. I mean, Sarah, any thoughts about that? Well, I just know that that's been super um, helpful. And with my kids the last couple of years, just learning this stuff and trying to use it, um, particularly at home, um, it's it makes a huge difference when I speak to them, when I um, lead them in a way that they know that I'm not only worried about them doing their schoolwork and them cleaning their room and this and that. It's not about that. It's not about their obedience. It's, I love them. They're my child. They're a gift to me. And when I make that very evident in my language and in the way they treat them, then um, they know that it's a safe environment. They know that they can succeed. They feel more confident in who they are as people because I'm cheering them on. I'm back there saying, you know, you're, I, you failed yesterday. It's not a big deal. I love you. It's, you know... There's all of that going and just just resetting the way that I look at them and remembering for me that I'm for them because I know that in my heart. But when it's not at the front of my mind, I don't always act that way. Yeah. So when I make that 
something that's a priority for me, then they start to feel it more because then I'm actually putting it on the table more. Yeah, I mean, it's so good, Sarah. It's so important. Here's what, here's what happens sometimes, specifically when it comes to leaders of organizations, all right, is that sometimes, and, and you guys know that, some of you know that I'm talking to you right now, is, is the way that you operate in your business, in your company, the way that you lead your church, you do that differently than the way you lead your kids, mm-hmm. right? Like, like you, you lead your church or your business at times, and you put finances right at, at at the forefront mm-hmm. so if you're doing well financially if if the people are selling more of your product if if people are helping to bring more people to your church like then you suggest you, you say okay we're winning like we're winning and, and without knowing it you're communicating that you care more about what someone does for you the people you do for you mm-hmm. than who they are and, and what we're suggesting like that's ineffective leadership. And what we're suggesting is that the people that work for you, the people that are on your staff, the people that look to you as their leader, is that actually they'll be more productive if they know first and foremost you're for them. Mm-hmm. That you're for them and their development. The first piece of being an effective leader is you got to be for me. All right, you got to be for me. Now, if you're for me, this is number two. Mm-hmm. If you're for me, then you got to push me. Okay, to be an effective leader, not only are you going to be for me, but you've got to push me. And, and here's where the responsibility piece comes in. Like, as a leader, I've got to draw out of the people I lead more than what they think they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Like, as a leader... I've got to be able to look at the people that I lead and see that they only think they have so much ability. And there's a glass ceiling that most people have put upon themselves. It's my job as a leader to destroy that glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. Like I've got to push them into places where they have to deal with some of those incompetencies within their life. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, they'll always just remain where they are. They'll never be able to grow and to develop into who they need to be. We got we got to be able to you got to be able to push people. Mm-hmm. Got to push people into living into um, the greater capabilities of their life. Right, Sarah? Any thoughts about that? Well, it's just definitely true, um, and often it's it's a difficult part of leadership because. You've got to do it the right way, and I know we're going to talk about get into all of that in, in later podcasts and stuff, but it can be a very intimidating part of leadership for the leader and for the person who's being led. But as I look back through my life, the different kinds of leadership I had, whether it was like elementary school teachers or whether it was um, uh, my equestrian trainers or whether it was my, my first couple jobs or my um, graphic design jobs, all of that stuff, if any of the ones that I really remember and that really made an impact on me were people who saw something for me that I didn't see for myself. Were people who said, "Um, you're here and this is where I want you to be. And so that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to lead you. It was, I mean, what's the point of having a leader if they're not going to take you somewhere you haven't been anyway. But, but it's, that's where all of the rub and the fret comes with, with, having relationships is is the push and the shove 
but that's where the difference is made and that what that's what makes good leaders and that what that is what makes greater people yeah it's so good i mean i I just think about like, if, if you're for me, then you can push me, mm-hmm. right? Like I'll never forget. And Sarah brings up a point, like you remember those leaders in your life. Like just take a moment. Who are the people that stand out to you? Like I'll never forget Coach Peters. I mean, this guy, he was insane. And he was our basketball coach in eighth grade. Eighth grade, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're 13 years old, right? And there were moments where when we didn't play hard for him, Mm-hmm. that he made us this one time, Sarah, like he made us take our practice jerseys off, throw them onto the floor, and then we were all guys, by the mm-hmm. way. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> so, so, and then suicide. You know what suicides are? Where you yeah. like run yeah. the one line, then you come back come and back like and touch it, this yeah. and that. Except instead of touching it, we had to dive oh, to every goodness. line Right, on there. On a and basketball court. On a basketball court. And this one kid, I'll never forget, and maybe he's listening right now, um, Brian Canterbury. Brian, sorry if I sold you out. <laughs> like, Brian dove this one time, and his chin, like, hit the floor, and it busted all up. Uh. And Coach Peters is like, Brian, why are you getting my, you know, floor all dirty with blood? Like, get off my practice court. I mean, like, this guy was insane. But here's the thing, like, all of us knew – that Coach Peters was for us. And so we were willing to allow him to push us. Mm-hmm. And we were like all, I mean, honestly, we, we played in like this inner city league and we grew up playing against people like Randy Moss and Jason Williams. We were just a, a, some little white kids. We were very fast <laughs> or anything. Like we only lost like three games that year. Mm-hmm. We lost three games because he knew how to push us. He got more out of us than we thought we were capable of. I mean, mm-hmm. I... I remember a number of years ago, a few years back, uh, a guy, Eric Pfeiffer, that's invested so much into my life. Like we were leading um, a learning community up in Raleigh and he set me down um, one night after we were hanging out with our team and I'd been kind of hard on one of the persons on our team. I'm just kind of joking around with them and didn't really realize at the time, but I, I wasn't being for that person. Right, like, like I wasn't being for them, and Eric set me down, and he said, hey, man, like, did you have fun tonight? I was like, yeah, tonight was awesome. He said, well, I don't think this person did. Like, you, you, were, you weren't really for him. So now tomorrow, when you go to lead this team, you can't push him the way that you need to because you haven't been for him. Oh, wow. Right? It's just like, yeah. you know, crazy. But what Eric was doing in that minute, he was pushing me. Mm-hmm. Like, he was pushing me to get more out of me. He was pushing me beyond my capability. Um and I was willing to receive it because I knew he was for me. And that, I mean, that was just a little lesson that I've carried with me now that I was able to get breakthrough where Eric pushed me that now I'm able to give to other people. I mean, it's just, it's so important. Like, if you're going to be an effective leader, you've got to be for me, but you've also got to push me. If I can say, Chad, yeah, come what on. I love about that example is the, that's just a, such a great example of the trickle down. So there, he was pushing you so that you could lead better with this guy that you were ahead of so that this guy could then go out and lead better. And it just keeps going, like the ripples keep going out. And that's, that's, what, that's what we're after in all of this. It's not just about an individual 
or an organization or anything like that. It's about continuing to ripple out all the way around. Everywhere, mm -hmm. like like all of life, like it's it, it's all integrated. It's all effective leadership. And so as we're giving you these steps, like you can apply them to anything, right? Like you can apply them to your home, your job, your community, you apply them to anything. And, and, and you're right, Sarah, they work almost like in a circle. And you'll see how that. So you got to be for me. You got to push me. The third thing is you got to show me. Okay, so you can't push me into greater responsibility. You can't push me beyond my own capability and tell me to go do it if you're not willing to show me what you want me to fight for. Like if I don't have an example out there, mm -hmm. how in the world? It's like I'm swinging in the dark. It's like I'm walking blind. And, and here's the thing, most of us, we've been trained, like you leaders, you've been trained just to give your people the right information without showing them. Mm -hmm. And then you send them out to do it, and they mess up, they don't do it well, and then you get mad at them. Hey, look, that's not being an effective leader. Mm -hmm. An effective leader who's going to push me also has to show me. You've got to show me what I'm fighting for. Mm -hmm. You've got to model for me what you want so right. that I at least know the target that I'm fighting for. If I don't know the target, there's no way I can begin to deliver on it. I'm literally walking blind and shooting blind. I mean, who wants someone shooting blind? Like that's not right. going to help my company or my business win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, that that's become very obvious to me in the, in the places that I lead when I see someone I'm leading failing, I used to, look at that and be like, well, they're just not a good team member. Like they're not, maybe they're not somebody that we need to have with us. Maybe they're just not a good fit. But now I'm starting to, to see when I have someone under me failing, it hits me that I need to do some more imitating. I need to do some more modeling. I need to go back and walk through this with them again. Apparently something got missed or I skipped over this part or they just didn't, they need you know a couple more reps on this particular thing. And that's, that's been so helpful for me to just have that lens of, it's not about, oh, you're not a good piece. It's, you need some more modeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Which goes back to the whole, now you feel like I'm for you because I haven't just kicked you out <laughs> exactly. because you failed, but I've come back and said, okay, this is where it's going. How do we? Yeah, and, and again, it communicates that what, what you're delivering upon like what you're doing for the team or the organization isn't what's most important, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's your development that's most important, okay? Now, the other thing is, is there's no way that you can hold me accountable if you haven't shown me that's right. the target that I'm going for, of what I need to be accountable to. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you show me what it looks like to deliver on the responsibility that you've given me, then when I miss that mark, which I'm going to do, mm -hmm. like that's part of it, at least I know what I did wrong. See, oftentimes what happens is, is leaders, you, you give um, the people you're leading all this information, tell them to go do it. Mm -hmm. They don't do it the way that you want them to. Then you get upset with them, and they have no idea what they did wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you've got to show me to create that space. And when you're for me, you can push me. And then as you push me, if you just show me, mm -hmm. then you're reminding me that I am your greatest product. 
Like, I, I am your greatest investment. You know, so for just you, you business leaders out there, you, you church leaders that are out there, like, the, the product that you sell, okay, if you're in business, right, or the, the territory that, that your church takes, like, that, that's not the goal, mm. okay? Your people are your product. That's right. Your people are your product. So your, your salesperson, your manager, right, your, your assistant pastor, your worship leader, they are your product, Mm-hmm. And they have the responsibility of selling what they sell or managing what they manage or doing their logistics or the worship that they're leading or the people that they care for. That's all something they have that's a vehicle that gets investment from you as the leader. Mm-hmm. Okay? So they earn money by doing something so that they get investment from you. You as the leader, your most important thing that you do in your life is you invest in the people around you. And the way that you do that is you show me, you show them, you show them what you want, you show them the target that you're fighting for, then that creates the space for all the personal development that comes after. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, anything else you'd add to that? I just get like super wordy there for the last five minutes. <laughs> no, I think that's good. And I think I think the tendency to, to push back on this is, well, that all sounds very kumbaya and very, you know, let's be about the people. But when when you look at what the world is, it is it is populated with people. You know, you if you think, well, I just sell a product and if my product's not selling, then our business is gonna fail. Well, you're selling a product because there are people to buy the product and you're selling a product to those people and you're selling a product that's needed by you know, a human and you're using humans to get that. It's, it's just all very, um, it's, it's, it comes back around. Yeah. And it, it, it's so much better when your perspective is correct on the front side than when you have to walk for so long before you realize that this is what I was missing. Right, which, which is why we here at the Bonfire Group, we just think Jesus is the most effective leader that's ever walked the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And as we look at the way he leads, he always leads with, let me show you. Yeah. Let me show you, right? Mm-hmm. He models for them. He imitates for them. And I mean... It'd be safe to say that what he built in three years and then what's happened since then is pretty right. significant. Yeah. Right? He was pretty effective. Yeah. And one of the things that makes him difference is this idea of show me. All right? So, one, you got to be for me. You got to push me. And then you got to show me. And then here's the last one, okay? For you to be an effective leader, you, you've got to review with me. Mm-hmm. You got to review. You can't just show me, then not review with me. Like, you've got to take time to sit down with me, to to review with me all the places that I've missed it, all the places that I need to get better, all the places that need to improve mm-hmm. within my life. And a leader that is willing to sit down with someone and review with someone on their team where they've been, what needs to change, it creates this environment of support and accountability mm-hmm. that... If you don't have it, you will not be effective mm-hmm. as a leader, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
So one of the things that you guys need to ask yourselves about as a leader, are, are you too busy to review with the people that you lead? Mm-hmm. Like, do, do you have time set aside to sit down and go over where, where are the things that went well? Where are the things that didn't go so well? One of the things that we love just in Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, is he talks about a SWOT analysis. Like, that's been such a helpful tool for us to think about how we review with one another. Like, to sit down with someone that I'm leading and to say, okay, where were your breakthroughs? Mm -hmm. Where were your frustrations? Where were your battles? Like, where were your failures? And to really allow them to say, in light of the task I've just done, what do I need to work on to be a more, uh, more of an asset for this team? Right. So in other words, review isn't about, did you sell all that you could have? It isn't about, did, did you, you know, play music the way that you should have? It, it's not, did you do that task right or wrong? No, review is all about, where's the growth edge Mm-hmm. that I need to grow into for tomorrow and where are the places that I need to be affirmed. So, so how am I being supported and how am I being held accountable, mm-hmm. which then helps me to grow and develop as a person. If, if I don't have review me present in my leadership, I'm not helping the people I lead grow into the person that they can be, that they need to be. Yeah, any thoughts about that, Sarah? Yeah, I think that's just a huge pivotal one that ties everything together because if you stop before the review, you're, you've, you've just stopped short. And there's, there's no place to go after that, especially if, if you stop at a failure and there is no review. It's, the review gives, gives a person the really true understanding and belief that you're for me because yeah. you're, you didn't just say you were for me, give me a task that was difficult, show me how to do it, and then send me on my way and we don't talk again. It's, it's the time for you to, to hear from them, to speak to them, and to reset that vision that you had for them. And if that was too short, let's set a further one out. You know, and um, I think when so many people, and this is so, so just across the board, whether it's your home life or your school life or your whatever, without having that, um, that rhythm in your life of, of sitting down and reviewing with the people that you work with, with the people that are under you, with the people that are over you, um, and even just your own calendar to see, you know, where are we at, where do we need to be, and, and how do we get there, um, just so much is lost and becomes it comes a bad cycle. You start cycling downwards and there's, mm. you, you just feel like there's no way out. And as an employee, you feel like there's no way I can succeed because, you know, I got the job, I got some imitation, but now I'm just kind of out here floating. I'm not sure if it's good. I'm not sure if it's bad. And one of these days I might get fired and I'm not really sure why. Um, and so I just think that review has been become so pivotal for my life. And I've, I've seen it as so helpful just in leadership in general. Yeah, so good. I love the I love the idea of the way in which these work together, right? Like mm-hmm. like these are meant to be integrated. Effective leadership is is not step one, step two, step three. Mm-hmm. Effective leadership is is more of a lifestyle. It's the way in which you're operating with people. So if you're for me, then you can push me. 
If you push me, then you show me. Mm -hmm. And if you can show me, then you can review with me. But when you review with me, I know you're for me. And if I know you're for me, then you can push me. And if you can push me, then you can show me. And if you show me, then you can review with me. And it just keeps going over and over and over again Mm -hmm. to the point that you're literally helping people to break through glass ceilings in their life that them in and above themselves would never imagine they Mm -hmm. could get through. And when you as a leader are helping people to get more out of life than what they can get on their own, that's what it means to be effective. That's right. Right? That's what it means to lead. If, If the people around you that you have influence over, if their life isn't moving into places that they didn't think they could go because of you, I, I'm just telling you, I, this is our opinion here at Bonfire, like, you, you, there's room for you to be a better leader. Mm-hmm. And here at the Bonfire Group, here's the deal, like, we're, we're never going to lower the bar of leadership for your life. Mm-hmm. We just believe in it too much. We, we see too much ineffective leadership happening across businesses, churches, schools, families, marriages, like the whole bit. And what we want to do is, is, is if, if that resonates with you, if you understand that, like we, we understood what that was like, and believe me, we're a work in progress, mm-hmm. but we're not going to lower the bar for ourselves or for you because we just believe there's too much at stake in your marriage. There's too much at stake in your family. There's too much at stake in your church. Mm-hmm. There's too much at stake in your business. And that we just believe that there's effective leadership in you. We want to ignite that. We want to help you. We want to help you learn how before me, mm-hmm. to push me, to show me, and to review with me. So that's that's the journey we're on. That is. And, and we're excited to get this out to you guys. This has been our, our first podcast. Um, we're going to have a blog that's going to be going out with this podcast. You'll be able to see some of the things on email. We'd love to hear back from you. We would love to hear your your thoughts, your reflections, your pushback. Like we're always looking for for growth. So mm-hmm. yeah, when, when you when you get back to us, be for us though. That's right. Put, that's push right. us, push us, show us, interview with us, help us, and we'd love to have that conversation with you and look forward to the journey um, that's in front of us. We'd love to hear from you on our website. You can go to thebonfiregroup.org. Um, we'd love to schedule a conversation with you. We've got on there a free 30-minute chat with any of our consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look into one of our um, coaching segments, whether it's a cohort or a huddle or a leadership pod that we're doing. We'll let you shadow in on one of those. We'll, we'll even have you take a personality test, whether it's the Myers-Briggs um, or the APEST, and we'll actually take some time to talk you through that. We we want to help you get started so to be an effective leader. So go to the bonfiregroup.org.